Questions are all around us. Learn. Why is liquid cold? Learn. What is maths? Learn. Why does this Ow. hurt? Learn. What is the enlightenment? I don't know. And now, thanks to the University of Auckland, it's time to ready, steady, learn! Certainly is. And this morning in the studio, we've got Maral Gamka, who has been doing her master's research into something that's pretty pertinent for the old BFM listenership. It's uh, protecting youth hearing at gigs and nightclubs and generally in loud social environments. Uh, Your thesis statement says investigating psychological distance as a factor in health messaging for young people exposed to loud music in nightclubs. For you, that sounds like a pretty hearty bit of research, Morena. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great, thank you. This is really interesting, uh, I guess, field of research. We know it's not good for your ears to be exposed to loud music, but I guess we don't really think often about all the specifics of that. What was, uh, I guess, the thing that made you want to follow this as your master's? I think going into audiology as a career and just seeing so many people come in, so many young people um, with hearing loss, and I don't think it's spoken about enough. It's one of the health topics that we don't really have enough information about. Um, And, you know, just going clubbing myself as a uni student (laughs) and coming back home and having my ears ringing and just wondering what was going on. Mm. So that kind of just, I was curious about that. And once I saw the statistics about everything and how, how much young people are impacted, I was like, oh, this is this is something interesting to look at. Totally. Feels like one of those things that could be quite scary quite quickly, get looking into this. Mm. What what was some of your sort of initial findings about the, the damage being done, I guess, to people's ears? Yeah, well, um, I mean, broadly speaking, about 1.1 billion young people around the world are at risk of of hearing loss which is yeah insane and such a a large portion of hearing loss is is noise induced um Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we often we associate hearing loss with age and you know maybe a genetic disorder but noise can seriously impact your hearing and um really fast pace you know fast track that hearing loss development so that was quite scary to look at and just looking at how many people go clubbing so frequently Mm. and are exposed to loud music so frequently and I think something that was shocking to me is, for example, if you're listening to loud music at like 100 decibels, 110 decibels, which is what you've got at a concert or a nightclub, you're only meant to be in that environment for about 15 minutes. Yeah, which is definitely not (laughs) how long I've been in clubs for. I don't know about you. No. (laughs) Yeah, so so those were some shocking findings for sure. So I'm interested in this... this, investigating psychological distance Mm. as a factor in the health messaging around this. What does that mean? So psychological distance is kind of our perceived distance from a topic. Um, So how much we relate to it, how Mm -hmm. closely we think it affects our day-to-day lives. Um, So for example, if, you know, with hearing loss, it's something where maybe we don't associate ourselves with it much because it's so distant to us in our minds. It's something that maybe we'll have to deal with in the future. Mm. So I was kind of assessing how closely... Um, people associate themselves with hearing loss through different messaging methods. So how how did you gather that data? Did you talk to people or what what kind of stuff were you asking them? So um, I created two videos. One was more of an emotive approach and another was an educational approach. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we tested. The emotive one had reduced psychological distance. So it's meant to make you feel closer to the cause or closer to the topic that you're you're learning about. Um, The educational one definitely has more of it's it's more distant to us yes um so it was kind of looking at 
at those two different messaging tactics, we had two groups and each of them saw the videos, a different video, and we assessed how their, you know, their knowledge, their attitudes and their behaviours changed after seeing the videos. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's how we were able to see what impact that messaging had and, and maybe how we can influence young people through our messaging, through yeah. public health campaigns and things like that. So what kind of stuff did you find out from that particular research? So those who were in the emotive group definitely felt closer to the topic like yeah. we were expecting. Um, they were more likely to recommend earplug use to their friends and family. They were more likely to reduce the amount of time that they spent in the nightclubs. Um, they were also more likely to um, inform others, you know, about what they had learnt and they were just more aware of mm -hmm. everything. They were more likely to give it a go, you know. Um, those who had watched the educational video definitely felt more informed and they felt more aware, but that didn't necessarily translate into their actual behaviours when they were in that I clubbing see. environment. Yeah. yeah. So earplugs, that's a big part of this, uh, mm. um, this whole conversation, not just your research, but mm. how did you approach bringing earplugs into this? Did you did you give earplugs to people? What was the what was the situation there? Yeah, we did. I mean, I think in festivals and things like that, in, a, in New Zealand at least, earplugs are becoming a little bit more popular, mm. but I've never seen anyone wearing earplugs in nightclubs so um, I think it's a bit taboo it's a bit of a stigma around having things in your ears and I guess people are a bit you know nervous about how it would impact communication and your experience overall but I wanted to see if we provided free earplugs would people actually wear them mm. so um, essentially the thesis we had a questionnaire that people did originally um, before the intervention um, just assessing like I mentioned the attitudes and behaviors things like that and then we split them up. They had an interview with me where they watched the intervention videos. They were shown how to use earplugs and I'd mailed each of them out earplugs. Um, and then also how to use a sound level meter app, which basically tells you yeah, <laughs> how loud it is in the club. Um, so after that, they did another questionnaire and then they went clubbing and did another questionnaire. So we provided these free earplugs just to see Okay, so you've been educated, but when it comes down to it, would yeah. you actually use what was given to you if you didn't have to pay for it? You know, just bringing those walls down, the barriers down and seeing what people would do if they were given the opportunity to look after their hearing. Far out. That's so interesting. And were people more receptive to it? Did people get on board with putting the earplugs in? Yeah, I mean, overall, all, most of the participants were willing to try earplugs if they were free, not necessarily for the entire time, but they mm. were willing to try it. Um, it seemed like those in the emotive group were definitely more likely to just because they'd been more impacted. They felt more connected to, to the topic or to what yep. they had learnt. Um, whereas those in the educational group, although they had more knowledge and felt more informed, they were still less likely to actually do anything about it or use the earplugs. Yeah, totally. So where are you at now with this? You've finished your master's, you just got your mark back, which is awesome. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> but um, Finally. Yeah. <laughs> but are you, you're working full-time in audiology now. Is yes. this still something you feel pretty strongly about? Yeah, for sure. My undergrad was in public health, so I think it'll always have a place in my heart. It's more of a passion project now. Mm -hmm. um, I think moving forward, it'd be really cool to see how we can implement you know, um, free earplugs in nightclubs, maybe yep. incentivizing nightclubs to actually provide them. Um, got some ideas on how to do that, but yeah, trying to basically also get it on a, on a public health campaign level, maybe yeah. getting the higher powers involved and having some regulations and restrictions on the level of noise that's actually allowed in nightclubs because when it comes down to it it's it's not just an individual basis mm. actually protecting people to a certain level is also quite helpful yeah um so i think just um yeah just wanting to see how we can do that and maybe in the future in the near future 
making it a safer place for people so that we can still have fun but not (laughs) (laughs) not lose our hearing (laughs) exactly no one's saying don't have fun uh, no one wants to you know screw their ears up in the process because in the long run you're not going to be able to hear the music that you're wanting to listen to you know exactly exactly well thank you so much Mara for coming in and speaking with us about your research this morning really interesting stuff Uh, congrats again on getting your marks back (laughs) and uh, best of luck with whatever you do next thank you for having me that was Ready Steady Learn thanks to the University of Auckland the best university